Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. But, Tim McManus, Eagles reporter, if you do what you just said, draft somebody at six, then you got a young kid. At that point, your veteran would be Jalen Hurts, who's played a grand total of four games, and you'd have a rookie head coach. Don't you need somebody that's done something in the NFL? Don't you need to bring in somebody from the outside? We'll talk about that in just one minute because the rebuilding of the Eagles, as I said, Jeffrey Lurie, the owner, the Hollywood producer, he needs his best script ever. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear Hotline were asking you this morning, who's next? We know about Goff. We know about Stafford. We now know about Wentz. Who else could be on the move in this unprecedented quarterback carousel or, if you prefer, locomotive? 888-SAY-ESPN, Key J and Z on Twitter. Who's next and why? But first, real quick, a little trivia time from your boy. You ready? So we're going to assume that, obviously, Carson Wentz is going to be the Colts starter in 2021. This will mark, trivia time, this will mark the fifth straight season, right? Now think about this. Well, we got Manning to luck. I mean, the Colts, uh, they got the quarterback situation wrapped. Manning to luck. It's like Favre to Rodgers. I mean, how lucky can you be? This is going to be the fifth straight season, the fifth in a row, if we're going to pencil Wentz in there, that the Colts are going to have a different opening day starter. Five years in a row. So obviously this one's easy. 2021 Wentz. 2020, pretty easy. Rivers. Philip Rivers. Jacoby 2019. Brissett. Jacoby Brissett. He's uh-huh. answering this before I can finish. 2019, Jacoby Brissett. 2018. Matt Hasselbeck. <laughs> Former Colts quarterback. but he... 20, 2018. Don't overthink it. Andrew Luck? Right. Uh-huh. Okay, now here wow. we go. Now here's... This is like the uh, Jay Ferd All-Star Weekend. This is the red, white, and blue ball. <laughs> this is the one that's worth more. Okay, here we the go. The money ball. Five points. The money ball. 2017. Uh, I don't know. Not Curtis Painter, who no. was a painter when Manning was an artist. Right. Um, Step down. House painter. Oh, God. It's right on the tip of my tongue. I'll give you a hint. Much like Painter, he was a journeyman Big not, Ten quarterback. Not, not Savage, but it's right there. Not Tom Savage, not, but it's right there. Big Ten? I know, but, oh, God. Wisconsin. I do not know. I opted out. I'm opting out. Brooke, uh, no, 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 not not that dude. No, no, no. Who then? Scott Tolzien. Tolzien. How about Scott that? Scott Tolzien. Scott Tolzien, Andrew Luck, Jacoby Percet, yeah, Philip Rivers. Scott Tolzien doesn't count, though. Wentz. <laughs> Why doesn't he count? Play one game. <laughs> he played one game, right? I mean, like, he counts, but... You know, but that I wonder just why shows, they didn't start Jacoby. He eventually did come in. Tolzien was replaced early I in know, the game. I know. I wonder why they didn't go with. But it shows you for all the problems that the Eagles have had, and we're going to get into that in just one second. The Colts have also sort of been meandering here in the wilderness a little well, bit. That's as only well. because of the health of Andrew Luck. Right. Then Andrew Luck abruptly retired. Right. They had it figured out. If Andrew Luck didn't get, you know, beat down right. prior to them restructuring their offensive line and retooling everything, he'd still be the quarterback right. in Indy. Trivia time brought to you by nobody. So if somebody wants to sponsor, it's, it's available. It's available. He's only, he only has two reads this morning. So if you want to throw it out there. Oh, we have a lot of reads. We're good. We're good. <laughs> throw it out oh, there. I, only had, I got one left. 922. Tune in. It's going to be unbelievable. All right, here we go. Sal Palantonio was with us late last hour. ESPN NFL reporter, as you know, is locked in with the birds as anybody. Essentially said, yeah, you got Wentz. He's gone. You got Hurts. He's in. Yeah, you got the sixth pick. But, um... 
Folks, you got to consider this. Do they bring in a free agent veteran? This is very important to remember that nobody's talking about because I believe they will bring in a free agent veteran quarterback to be in the mix in the quarterback room because you don't want here's what you don't want to start the season coming off a four and eleven basement season in the NFC East. You don't want your quarterback room to be a rookie and then another guy who was underperformed as a rookie last year and then a rookie head coach who's never called plays. Evan, I think I, I think I had that conversation, right? Didn't we didn't we mention a veteran in, on our call or something like that? I talked about a veteran versus drafting a guy. It just doesn't make sense to take a guy at six. You bring in a veteran. I don't care who it is. A veteran guy. And not as your lead key or as your backup? Because that's where I get confused. Well, you bring in a guy to compete with Jalen Hurts, but he may be the guy who becomes the starter because you see that you can win with this type of quarterback. Um, doesn't mean that Jalen Hurts' his career is over as a Philadelphia Eagle, but you may bring a guy in who has a little bit of stuff left that you make him your starter. He teaches in the room. Hey, what would you do here? Oh, I would throw this. I would check this down. You need that guy. You can't have young quarterbacks in a quarterback room. Everybody – you know, not paying attention, falling asleep, just the little things that young guys do in a National Football League, opposed to having a veteran, a Cam Newton, so to speak, a Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Matt Ryan, veteran guys that know how to win. And, and I think that's what you you look at. And then, then you see if Jalen Hurts is the guy later on down the line. If he's not, you draft a quarterback several years from now in the first round, but I don't think you go and take a guy at six. There's just no way you do that. So who is the guy? Because I, I know Sal threw out names like a Cam Newton. It, so if I'm Cam, I'm like, okay, is the Washington football team a better situation than Phil? Say, say it one more time. Wait, wait, talk. Evan, jump in. You said Sal didn't bring up the name Cam Newton? I swear no, I, I heard Sal Pat say Cam Newton. said the name Cam Newton. Oh, Pat. I thought Sal said it too. Maybe I was off. No, no, Pat Pat mentioned Cam ah. Newton, and Evan was mentioning to us in the break that a guy like Cam Newton could potentially be the quarterback. But I, it, it's so weird because the pool of veteran quarterbacks is shrinking, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it really is. When you start to – like, you're not going to – get Mitch Trubisky. I mean, you could. You could go get him. But to Pat's point, this is a demanding fan base. So you can't bring in somebody like but that. That's in, not going to But cut. they've already poisoned people's mind about a Cam Newton. So they've already the, – the people have already poisoned them, the minds of people of what Cam Newton is. So that, in terms of trying to appease a fan base, imagine bringing in someone that people already think is trash and can't play. Then they really going to go crazy. They're going to go crazy unless they can all of a sudden go back to the drawing board and say, oh, Cam Newton is in, in spin it. I don't think Cam putting Cam in that situation in Philadelphia would go over well on the fan base. They're looking for somebody that, you know, Marcus Mariota they could sell. You know, hey, here's, the, here's that here's that third-round pick that we got for Carson Wentz, John Gruden. Here you go. You can they, have it. Yeah. Need Chip Kelly back for that one. But no, okay. Oh, God. <laughs> that would be but I, but that, that's what I was saying, Keith. I feel like if you, if you go for a guy who has a quarterback personality, and Sal did say Cam Newton, of a guy like Cam Newton. Oh, he or, did? Yes, he did. Because I, I wrote it down. I, I, I thought I was – Say, Evan, man, stop confusing us. 
Come on, yes, Evan. Yes, you are. Um, but like, I, I also think like, look, if, if, if Jalen Hurts has the potential, is it somebody that doesn't have that personality that can make you feel like, hey, he could take my job right from the bat? Or somebody that says it's more constructive, almost in the way Fitzmatrick, I'm not Fitzpatrick was. With Fitzpatrick, man. I know. I, I know. Mean, no, I'm listen. Not... Stop interjecting. All I'm saying is somebody that I feel like the way he handled the Tua situation was was classy. Somebody that has that mindset. Like, hey, I'm here to uplift. I'm going to do my job. But it's not somebody you, you feel like it's going to take your job for the next 10 years. I, I get it. Yes, you could you could do that with a Jimmy G. You could do that with a lot of quarterbacks. Yes. But there's the veteran field is shrinking because when you talk about a Ryan Fitzpatrick, depending on what happens in Miami, why would the hey. Miami Dolphins not want to retain him? No, I agree. I said somebody like that. that I, I'm type trying of to mentality. think. Who, who do you have? What are you going to bring in? Alex Smith? You got. Yeah, Alex Smith would be a good one. Yeah, I, I mean, where do you want to go as an organization in the franchise? Are you trying to compete? Or are you just trying to uh, win a few games? I mean, it all depends on what they want to do, what they feel their team is capable of doing. And that depends on – and that will point to the type of quarterback that they go get. Here's the last thing I would say. What I've learned through this whole process is that when you challenge Carson Wentz, you will not get the best of Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. And that's a fact. The day they drafted Jalen Hurts, not when Wentz started playing poorly and not when Hurts took over and Wentz was standing there pouting on the bench. The day they drafted Jalen Hurts, they challenged Carson Wentz. Not to replace Wentz, but they said, we got to have this guy here and you know why. And from that moment on, he shriveled. The one guy who will never shrivel when adversity hits, Jalen Hurts. Ask him about it. What happened at Alabama? The benching in the title game. Coming back to rescue him next year in the SEC championship game. Then leaving, going to OU, and being a Heisman Trophy contender. That's an intangible that cannot be ignored. No, it can't be. He, he has done everything that he set himself out to do, whether it was at Alabama when he got benched or whether it was going to Oklahoma and making a deep run. The difference that I would say, though, Zubin, mm-hmm. is this is the National Football League. Yeah. And the money speaks volumes. No matter what, when they pay a guy, they're going to play that guy. That's just what it is. They don't give you the benefit of the doubt like they do in college football. No doubt. Remember, when Wentz got hurt and Foles won the Super Bowl, what did they do the next year? They gave the job back to Wentz. He's totally right about it. On the way, how Anthony Davis being out for a yeah. month now could, this is interesting, be the best thing for LeBron. For one very simple reason, our NBA analyst will talk about after I talk about the undefeated on ESPN Plus offering fans year-round premium content highlighting the intersection of race, culture, and sports. Check out new premium storytelling, your favorite ESPN films, and more exclusively on ESPN Plus. Sign up now at ESPNPlus.com and make sure to check out the new all-access docuseries, Why Not Us? North Carolina Central Basketball debuted... Just about a week ago, executive produced by NBA All-Star Chris Paul and our very own Stephen A. Smith. Find the series exclusively on The Undefeated on ESPN Plus, and you can sign up right now for the service, ESPNPlus.com. So we don't have KD. How do you see this offense maturing and growing as they move through the schedule? They really have found their rhythm. The looks that these role players are getting are phenomenal, but give them credit. They are shooting them at such a high rate. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around 
different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. That's Kevin Harlan. There's a streaker on the court. No, that's Kevin Harlan and Tim Legler. We're going to talk to the latter in a second, but Key... Color me skeptical. Is that what you're saying about yeah, the, the Lakers? Blues, the What's blues, going on here? The blues didn't work, man. We got to wear the gold <laughs> at the crib, the white. The blues just, nah. It is odd. When I saw it's just well, a, it was kind of odd. A, you know, it's, it's that throwback stuff. I don't. I got to be real. The game was kind of anticlimactic last night. It's just, I, I want to see both teams at full strength. That's all. I, if, if we're talking about NBA finals, give me AD, LeBron. Give me Schroeder. Give me James, Kyrie, Kevin. I need to see both teams at full strength before I can make an assessment. Maybe we'll get them seven times in June or July. We'll wait to see how it all plays out. But seven times would be great with everything on the line. Plus, looking at it, like my son said last night, he was like, before I put him to bed, he was like. Good parenting. He was like, it feels different just looking at Staples Center with a big marquee matchup empty mm-hmm. it just didn't even right it had no real snack crackle pop there's no doubt last thing i would say is madison square garden staples center there's just a couple courts where all of the lighting is like yeah. on the court and a lot of other arenas when you watch games on tnt or espn the whole screen is lit because everything is lit but the staples center and msg they just do it differently the focus is on the court and you're right when there's sneakers squeaking and that's all you hear it's a little bit strange. So we just heard from Legler there. Tim joins us this morning, the great NBA analyst, brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. But this is KJZ. This isn't the jump. So we can talk about things other than the NBA. Tim, I know you live down there, South Jersey area. Um, you played at LaSalle in Philly. You know the sports scene there. So what do you make, real quick, before we get to the King and Kyrie and everything, what did you make of Wentz to the Colts and out of Philly for good? Well, first of all, just to put it in context, you know, I grew up down in Richmond, so I'm a Washington football team fan, season ticket holder, going back to the 60s in my family. So I am thrilled that Carson Wentz is out of this division. That's all I, that's all I can tell you. Some of my friends are scratching their head a little bit, and they're, they're in mourning today in Philadelphia, I think, because they just don't know how a guy goes from looking like the MVP two years ago at his age and now just in the blink of an eye – He's out of town for a couple of draft picks. So uh, I, I'm excited about it right now, even though I don't know who our quarterback's necessarily going to be either. Uh, I, I'm okay with it as a Washington football team fan. Go ahead, Key. Oh, no, it. I was going to let you handle it. Go on, Jay, man. Uh, Legs, what was, your, what was your biggest takeaway from the Nets-Lakers game last night? 
Well, first of all, I want to echo what you said before I came on because I, I, I you know, I've also parallel your disappointment. Um, it, it seems like every marquee matchup we get anymore in the NBA, um, you don't get teams at full strength, and particularly when it comes to the star players. So you want to see these games to use them as a barometer in your analysis. You know, how do these teams match up with each other? Where, what's the pecking order in the NBA right now? I mean, you don't have Kevin Durant on the floor. You don't have Anthony Davis, you know, Dennis Schroeder. It's impossible, really, to make the assessment. Um, but here's, the, here's, I guess, the biggest takeaway for me, and it's not just last night. It's the way the Nets played uh, this entire West Coast trip. Four games, 81 made threes. They shot 49% from the three-point line. Mm. For me, that's right now the focus with this team is when they move the basketball and they include the rest of their roster, and they, they don't dribble it quite as much, and they're more decisive of what they do, and they're willing to make the extra pass. They've got plenty of shooting on this team, and if they're going to knock down shots at that rate, that supporting cast, this team's going to win a championship. Now, we don't know if they'll do that when the lights are brightest, when the stage is the biggest. We're going to have to find out what that's going to look like down the road. But I think that, to me, is the most encouraging sign, the way that that team is shooting the basketball, playing off of their star talent. Harden and Kyrie in particular last night. Um, it's just deadly. What are you supposed to do if you don't have multiple players defending Kyrie Irving and James Harden on ball screen or at the point of attack in isolation? If you don't have multiple bodies in front of those guys, they're going to go ahead and do whatever they want to you. So when you start to commit guys to the edge of the lane and now they start moving it around the perimeter, getting you to chase it, uh, you know, Lakers looked a little bit like Keystone Cops last night trying to catch up to the basketball. They never were able to the entire night. And it's welcome to the club because they just did the same thing to Sacramento. They just did the same thing uh, the other night as well. So this is a team now I look at that's, that's starting to come together with their flow, their unselfishness, and it's, it's a beautiful thing to watch offensively. And they're also playing harder defensively. There's no way around that. I don't think their schemes have gotten different. They just care a little bit more than they did at the beginning of the year. They're playing harder, and they're forcing some turnovers, and they're getting out in the open floor and letting that offense do, their, do its thing. Legs, we, we, we mentioned that LeBron James is a machine, right? And what I keep saying is that, hey, if you have high usage for a machine, every once in a while, uh, a bolt is going to pop off. It, does that worry you about the usage rate for LeBron James now that AD is not there and them going? No, they have a tough stretch coming up as well. Yeah, just about any other player in the league, I would agree, but not this guy. He's mm. just different. I mean, you know, the thing about LeBron last year that was amazing me every night was, look, I understand his skill level is still going to allow him to be the most skilled player on the floor some nights. What didn't make sense to me last year was a guy in his 17th season being the most athletic guy on the floor. That doesn't make any sense to me, and being the fastest guy on the floor at times, and he still can do that um, for stretches of games. So for me – He's just built differently. I don't really worry about him breaking down. And the, the one luxury he has now, this is the deepest team in the NBA by far. So, you know, you lose an AD for four weeks. Who can we plug in at the power forward spot now without AD? Well, how about a guy like LeBron James playing a four? How about a guy like Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell? You know, you got Marcus Saul that you added there in the front court. So the depth is going to help LeBron as well. So that's the one thing the Lakers aren't worried about right now during this stretch. Um, you know, they don't care where they finish. Record doesn't really matter. Seeding doesn't matter. They know they have the best team in the NBA. 
um, when everybody's healthy. And obviously the Nets might have something to say about that when it's all said and done. But I don't think they're too worried about LeBron's usage or AD being out. I just think they're going to just cruise along and understand that if they have everybody healthy when the playoffs get here, they believe that they've got the deepest and best team in the NBA. Legs, we've seen high-flying scoring machines like the Brooklyn Nets before in small ball situations not win championships. How can they, without a big, be considered very dangerous even though they don't have a big that's dangerous? I think the biggest difference is this, Key. I think when you look at other teams that have gone small ball, it's almost been exclusively getting something at the rim or getting something from the three-point line. And I think when you get into a seven-game series – you can start to figure out ways to defend those areas of the floor. What this team has with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, they've got an answer in the mid-range area of the floor. So you're talking about two of the best that have ever done it that can get a shot from anywhere on the court with a hand in their face at any time. And that's the answer a lot of teams need in the postseason. And you see it time and time again. If you've got a mid-range scorer on your roster on that level, you've got a pretty good chance to make a deep run because at the end of the day, if teams defend you well and that ball gets swung to the hands of a Kyrie or the hands of a Kevin Durant, they can go just create a shot in that 18 to 20-foot area of the floor with a hand up in their face as good as anybody has ever done it. So that's why this team is a little bit different. They can beat you from deep, as we've seen, as I talked about on this West Coast trip, and certainly last night um, with 18 threes. They can beat you by getting to the rim when you've got a guy like James Harden, who right now dominates that area of the floor. And now you've got this other component where you can go get a bucket against anybody one-on-one from anywhere on the court with those two elite scorers. So they really check off every box offensively. The question for me was always, are they going to care enough on the other end? Uh, And they're starting to get there. They forced nine turnovers in the third quarter last night, and most of those were because they forced them. They had multiple bodies flying to the ball. They were helping each other on penetration, active hands, and they weren't doing that a couple of weeks ago. This was a team that if you beat somebody off the dribble, you were getting to the rim uncontested because they figured they'd just get it back on the other end. That's not a winning mentality in terms of championship. This is different now. They're starting to care more on that end. They realize what that can trigger in the open floor, and they're becoming a more complete team. So it's, it's been interesting to watch now the transformation over the last few weeks. I'm, I'm buying into this team, the way they're playing right now. You look at them and say, you know, can Philly or Milwaukee or Toronto or Miami or one of these teams in the East really deal with that kind of offensive firepower? And I, I really don't see it if this team stays healthy. Legs, help me out real quick here. What – division in the Eastern Conference is the Milwaukee Bucks? Central. All right, so he got it. He got it. I needed the help. That's why I asked him. So the Milwaukee Bucks are in the Central and the East. Got it. <laughs> What's wrong with the Milwaukee Bucks right now? What? what why haven't they just steamrolled? That's a great question. Well, I'm going to say, you know, first of all, let's start with the fact that they haven't had Drew Holiday, okay? And when, when they added Drew Holiday in the offseason, I thought, okay, maybe this is the piece because they've been so close. They've been so good in the regular season, best record in the league two years in a row. They've got a two-time MVP. They didn't have that perimeter playmaker to take some of the pressure off of Giannis in big moments. And even Chris Middleton, who's a, who's an, a great scorer and he's an all-star caliber player, he's not a guy that you're going to run your offense through by giving him the ball and running a high ball screen in an important moment. 
Drew Holiday could answer that, but he hasn't been out there. So that is a factor in this. I also think there's just a component of, you know, this is the third year going through this with similar pieces and a similar style of play. And I do think there's something about Giannis's game now that people don't fear necessarily in the East. They know he's going to put up massive stat lines. He's going to play harder than anybody on the floor, but he doesn't really have that answer for when you put three, four bodies in the paint. And that's been their shortcoming the last two seasons. And I thought Drew Holiday could answer that. He hasn't been out there. And I think right now this team's a little bit demoralized right now. Um, and you even heard Giannis the other day in describing you know, other teams and saying, well, that's the way we looked last year. That was kind of telling to me. Something feels different about them right now. I think Drew Holiday getting back, getting into rhythm, getting a long stretch of games, playing with Chris Middleton and Giannis will give us a much better indication if this team can actually get it across the finish line this year and get to the finals. Um, but I just think they're a little bit stale right now. And I think Giannis's limitations are affecting this team and how they close out games. It's, it's a problem for them. Drew Holiday could, could potentially be an answer there, and he hasn't been on the court. Mm. It's a great point. Just when you hear MVP and limitations, it does make you take a little bit of a pause. By the way, the Central, as only Tim would know, uh, the Bucks, the Pacers, the Bulls, the Cavs, and the Pistons. He's a conference guy. He's not a well, division I, guy. I had to ask that question to Tim because Jay and I were <laughs> discussing it, and I'm a conference guy versus division guy, Eastern Conference, Western Conference, and that's it, Tim. That's all. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> all right, Tim. No, I, and, hey, hey, I remember back in the day when I was playing, they were hanging, some teams would hang a division banner I, hey, up no. in the rafters. I don't, we can't go long banner, here. No. We can't go fly. long here, but that is what I told Jay out in L.A. We don't hang division banners. Pet Just so you key. know. Right, they hang championship banners. I, I, I agree. 17 of them hanging at the Staples Center. Uh, 17 for the Lakers, zero for the Clippers. Tim, thank you very much. All right, guys. On the way, the key... Not you. Oh. The key to solving the QB problems in the Keystone State, because both teams have major concerns. That's coming up with a guy that won a Super Bowl for a team in the Keystone State right after Sports Center. A little too much there. <laughs> really? Good morning. I'm Zuba Mahenti here with your Sports Center update. AD, four weeks, right calf strain. He's going to be out. A couple days ago, they said it was two to three. Jay said that morning when we talked about it, it's actually going to be a month, and that's how I would handle the situation if I could speak to Jay for Jay for a moment. The Lakers obviously now do concur. Prior to the injury, AD was averaging just 33 minutes per game, his fewest since his rookie season, and now you're not going to see him at all likely for a month. Here is Lakers head coach Frank Vogel making it official. You know, just confirmed the calf strain. Uh, he's going to be out for four weeks. We want to try to put this uh, fully behind him. You know, be conservative with it just, just to make sure that it's, it's fully healed before he's back. All right, so that's the deal. Vogel and company will have to move on. And we saw what happened last night shorthanded against another team that was shorthanded. All right, so that from Key's uh, favorite hoops team to his favorite baseball team, Key, of course, that would be. The Dodgers. Yes. Opening with the highest season wins betting total since that Yankee dynasty back in the late 90s, since the 1999 Yankees. Caesars William Hill. Key, 104 and a half wins. That's where they're placing it. Run it back, baby. Let's go. We'll see. 
Only twice, by the way, has the Dodgers franchise won more than 104 games in a season. 2019 and 1953, Brooklyn slash L.A. And Just- Justin Turner is back. <laughs> Everybody mask up. Everybody mask up. Black history always. Game six, you'll always, game six will always live in infamy. Today we honor Kurt Flood, who in 1969 changed baseball forever. He wanted baseball free agency. It wasn't easy. It went all the way to the Supreme Court. He ended up losing the case there, but it did end up abolishing what was known in baseball at that time as the reserve clause, and that paved the way for modern free agency. And again, think about it. This is the one sport that doesn't have a salary cap. So think about how many men over the decades, over the 50 decades since this essentially happened, okay, have benefited from free agency. Mm. Those guys making 300 mil left and Right. Sports Center brought to you by Indeed. Key, you were born the wrong era. Find quality candidates fast with Indeed Instant Match. Indeed searches through millions of resumes in their database to deliver candidates who fit your job description instantly. Claim a $75 credit on your first job post at Indeed.com slash credit. Terms and conditions apply. So many different opinions. Did they overpay, underplay? Who got fleeced? Who won the deal? Who lost the deal? And that's just in Philly. What's going on on the other side of the state with the Steelers? We're joined by a Steelers Super Bowl champion, ESPN NFL analyst Ryan Clark, who, by the way, retired from the NFL just about six years ago to the day. And I want to be the first to congratulate Ryan on his new contract at ESPN. We're going yeah, to RC! To have these conversations for years to come. Congrats, Ryan. <laughs> Appreciate it. New Appreciate contract? It. I didn't sign off on that. Uh, he is, yeah, no. man. You know that. Uh, I didn't I'm sign off like on Key, that, man. though. I'm I trying to be like Key, work here forever. Be, be, being the president of ESPN Sports, I did not sign off on that deal. So, therefore, <laughs> it's not final. Zubin, am I allowed to call him RC? Am I allowed to call him that nickname? Well, I'm not I, sure. <laughs> RC, CC, what's the deal? Jay Will, only you. Only you. And here's the other thing. Keyshawn is as delusional as an analyst as he was as a player. You know, he thought Bill Parcells actually wanted his input on the players that were playing offense, just like he thinks Jimmy wants his input on the next analyst to get his re-up. No, I took over the job for Jimmy. He's no longer with us. I, I got it handled. Oh, I got you. So here's the deal. Let's get us back on track before everybody in this four box is fired by Jimmy. Uh, Oh, God. Stop (laughs) panicking. We're good. Ryan Clark is with us on the Goodyear hotline. Okay. um, What are are your thoughts here on the Carson Wentz? You know, we were just listening to you coming in, and he was like, overpaid, underpaid, who won the trade? There's just so many opinions out there. What's yours? I mean, my opinion is for Carson Wentz, this is best case scenario. I mean, his time was up in Philly. The, the Philadelphia fans didn't want him, and he didn't want the Philadelphia Eagles anymore. So he gets to move on to a place where he wants to go. And he never made it public that he wanted to be an Indianapolis Colt, but this is the best place for him. Is Frank Reich, a guy that believes in him. You have a very good defense, a good run game, an excellent offensive line, some young weapons on the outside. But to me, this is put up or shut up for Carson Wentz and Frank Reich. Frank Reich, you're staking your your career on this guy being what he was in 2017 when you had him had him and now if you're Carson Wentz you're in the perfect situation for yourself to 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 resubmit yourself as one of the top tier quarterbacks in this league and if you don't do it I believe this is his last opportunity as a no-brainer starter for any organization Ryan what what what's your reaction to the Eagles having the sixth pick and potentially targeting a quarterback at the sixth spot You know what? I think the Eagles would be stupid to be messed up at quarterback again. 
Right. You look at last year, Carson Wentz didn't play well. You drafted a guy in the second round, so there were rumblings that, you know, people wanted to see him play. And then he plays, and he outplays Carson Wentz, and now you find yourself in this issue. Do you really want the dude that couldn't read his written press statement in his opening press conference to start the season season with a quarterback controversy? And here's the other problem. Let's say Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson go 1-2 or go 1-3. And if you're picking where the Philadelphia Eagles are, if you're not in love with the quarterback, don't waste your pick. Don't put yourself in another bad position. And listen, you look at Trey Lance, you look at Justin Fields, and I know people are going to kind of compare these guys based on color, but that's not it. I'm just talking about style of play. We're talking about two quarterbacks that extend plays the same way that Jalen Hurts does. Two quarterbacks that can make all the throws but may read things a step slow if you listen to some of the scouts, which I don't believe about Justin Fields. But you're going to have quarterbacks that are very similar at, at very similar ages competing. And I don't necessarily know if that's the right thing for an organization starting over with a new coach. When you have a guy that's had some success in Jalen Hurts, evaluate him, see if he's your quarterback of the future. And if he is, you don't waste that pick. You use that pick to get better somewhere else. When you look at – Go ahead, ahead, Jay. Go ahead. I was going to ask you, RC, this whole Big Ben situation, uh, since you have insight to how this organization is being ran – is he the guy for another year, or is it time to move on from Big Ben? You know, I believe it's time to move on, and I kind of have two stories, right? Uh, one, Ben comes out publicly and basically is like, I'll, I'll play for free. I love this organization. I think I still got some left. I know my chances aren't plentiful other places. I'll come back for whatever price it is, right? So now you put pressure on Kevin, Col- Kevin Colbert, who's the GM. Here's the other thing, man. Like, Kevin Colbert is not for play, right? He's not for world consumption. He doesn't just come out and say things just to talk. Like, he's a man's man. He- he's a football guy. And he says, you know what? We have to evaluate if we can get Ben back at the price we want him or even if that's the best thing. I don't believe that that is lip service. I think he looks at Ben and understands that right now he holds the organization back. And listen, I was on the phone with Troy Palomalu uh, when he ended up being released finally by the Pittsburgh Steelers after year 12. And I love Ben, but Ben isn't Troy. And they moved on from him. And so the Pittsburgh Steelers usually move on from you sooner than later. And I think now looking at this, this decision with Big Ben, they have to erase what the public thinks, erase, uh, erase outside perception or outside noise, and do the right thing from the, or for the organization, which is probably moving on from Big Ben and getting that fresh start. Who's the next quarterback on the move, Ryan? Uh, Sam Darnold, I, I would have to think. If we're going to talk about guys who are on teams now, who are moving, um, everything that we're hearing about Zach Wilson and some of the evaluation of Zach Wilson is that teams have him ranked above Trevor Lawrence. And so if you are, are somebody that believes in that, if you are somebody that feels that way after Trevor Lawrence has been the next, the next uh, coming of the Messiah ever since he stepped on campus at Clemson, then you know that Zach Wilson is going to be highly sought after. And so if you're the New York Jets and you're a new head coach, Robert Salah, you look at that and say, okay, I can start my franchise with a guy with Mahomes and Rodgers-like tendencies or traits. And I think that's what you do. And so if you can move Sam Darnold before that if there's a team that thinks that they can get some of those things that they saw at USC out of him that's willing to give up a little something for him I think you make him or you put him on the move or you put him on the trading block get rid of him and then draft your quarterback of the future if you're the New York Jets purple rain purple I see you RC with the purple on today baby you ain't playing with them today 
It's what, hey, it's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite movies, dog. So I ain't even. <laughs> listen, listen to this for you, RC. I had him get this up. Uh, yeah. Uh. Oh, don't start waving the no, lighter in the air. Especially when the club owner started crying, man. And RC, <laughs> when on your way out the door, crying, man, that me. on the way out the door, we got better news for you. Your contract has come back from legal, and Keyshawn's about to sign it. It's official. You're back. I'm, Congratulations. It's done right here, RC. I got it handled. <laughs> hey, that's what's up. Thank you, Key. I appreciate you, Key. <laughs> and, and RC, he's paying you more than he's paying him himself, so you know you're a well, big deal. Hey, uh-huh. Slow down now. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that's that. not true. He's a wide receiver. He ain't doing that. <laughs> we'll see you on Get Up in 19 minutes. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate all right. it. All right, brother. Oh, Man, have a good one. Yes, sir. <laughs> God, new uh, contract, new wardrobe. I ain't mad at it. <laughs> get what you can get. Yeah, RC's the best, man. Yeah, man. Prince Super Bowl halftime show. Ryan Super Bowl uh, champion. We know all about it. We're presented by the Prince. It? Look, as long as we don't have the Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake halftime show. <laughs> well, that's a whole nother conversation. Yes, that's why we're on radio. Nobody needs to see that. Yeah. Keyshawn J. Wilson presented by Progressive Insurance. Commercial insurance through Progressive protects your business and your dream. Choose from over thirty coverage options at Progressive Commercial. Dot com this morning. Uh, keep what you got. No, I was going to say on ESPN two as well. Oh yeah, and ESPN news. Let's let's not forget that. <laughs> We're everywhere. We're everywhere. On the way, our poll question this morning. Uh, Key just asked uh, Ryan Clark about it. Who's next? Right, Goff, Stafford down, Wentz down. Who's next to move? And where does that QB go? We want to hear from you. Eight 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 say ESPN. Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Key J and Z on Twitter. Ryan Clark has said. Sam Darnold. ESPN Radio and the Undefeated, celebrating black history always. Lift every voice and sing. A seven-time Pro Bowler with the Eagles, Reggie White, a.k.a. the Minister of Defense, is second all-time in career sacks. He was also an ordained minister and philanthropist, but it was his impact in a 1992 lawsuit that forced the NFL to accept unrestricted free agency and change the current landscape for NFL players. Black History Always, The Undefeated, and ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again. By visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. 
But I've, I, I got to step in here real quick before we get to the fellas. <laughs> bagel, I said this the other day, bagel with cream cheese is it's not close. The same. It's not the same. Why not? No. Because a bagel is supposed to go with the, the cream cheese is supposed to go with the bagel. That's automatic. And the cost of it, Key, is just exponentially a, higher than Wonder Bread and sugar. And when you mayonnaise. walk into a deli, you're not saying give me a mayonnaise sandwich because I can't afford the meat. No. <laughs> Where do you find a deli in New York? I haven't been able to spot one. Well, I'm sure it is. Oh, yeah, right. I'm, but it, think about it, though. You're not walking into one of these places saying that. So it's not the same. I'll it's take totally a number two, the witch wit. <laughs> the, the wish meat sandwich the without me the sandwich. meat. Oh, here it is. I don't even need to make it. No, it's, you don't even need to wait. No, you don't. No, Zubin. I can give you a lot of tales about growing up. Things like when you go to a restaurant and you order some stuff and you pull the trick. Because back in the day, you might go to a little diner or whatever. Yeah. Just a little trick for you. <laughs> That's a, this is a damn shame. I should be in jail for this. But you, you got the sugar on the side, right? Mm-hmm. The packets. Or the packets of sugar. Right. And then you tell the, the, the whoever, the hostess or whatever, I need a cup of water. And then you say, okay, give me some lemons. You just sit there and make you some lemonade. Oh, it's just like, okay, just put all three together. Yeah, Yeah, right. Come on, Z. I'm teaching you how to survive, dog. A wish with. Can you you toast it? You can toast it if you wanted to. I think it would taste better. It's a wish me sandwich. (laughs) Wish you had Wish me is that you don't have options to do all these things. I can teach you a lot of things. If you can't afford a piece of bread, you probably don't have a toaster. (laughs) (laughs) Chances are high. Zubin, here's another one really quick for you on the food side. Yes. So growing up. You know, a lot of people living in our household or whatever, and we may have friends over. And we may have, my mom wants to make eggs for everybody along with the bacon and the toast or whatever. And we may only have about, you know, five eggs left. But we got to feed more than five with the eggs. Mm-hmm. Rather than go out and buy more eggs, you add milk into the eggs, mix it up, yeah. and it fluffes it up. That's it easy, fluff. yeah. Yeah, and it, now you Fluff got it. enough eggs to feed everybody. It's like you're like MacGyver. You can take any two combinations of things and just like make it into something. You so have many to. people, I promise you, that listen to our show that understand exactly what I'm talking about. I'm going to give you some fluffy eggs one day. I'll I do don't it. eat them now, but. I'll do it. When it's, I go, if I have an egg, it's egg white. So. Okay. Right. Very healthy. <laughs> yes. Very healthy. He's elevated. Very, very He's elevated bougie now. these yes. days. Yes. You weren't eating the egg whites back then. I promise egg, you I wasn't. Egg white with avocado. <laughs> egg white with avocado. <laughs> avocado toast, $18. Like, really? <laughs> and that's just for the toast. Uh, yeah, exactly. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Key said for all the fellas and the ladies that are listening, and it's your turn for those that are uh, listening. Because we asked you right before the break, simple question, obviously with golf and Stafford dealt for each other. Wentz gone yesterday. Who's next? Adam Schefter said this would be an unprecedented quarterback carousel. And so far, so good. He's right. Three gigantic names on the move. Who's next? Kevin is in Iowa on ESPN Radio. Kev, who's next? Hey, Keyshawn, J. Will Zubin. Thanks for taking me, guys. Sure. What's, What's up, up, Kev? Hey, how you guys doing? All right, so I got one for you. Uh, these last two trades, quarterback trades, really made me think. You know, there's a few things that I think are, are kind of the recipe for this, right? So you need, a, you need a QB that's paid a lot of money that's not performing, and you need a, Q, a QB needy team. And so when I think of those two things, the first quarterback that comes to mind is Kirk Cousins, and the team that comes to mind is the New England Patriots. Yeah, New England don't want that. Why would I want to take your trash? He also said, and I know we got to run, Kevin, thank you. He also commented perhaps that Jimmy G returned to New England. That was his other thought. And that could be that could yeah. be cute, right? I mean, Jay, that's kind of what people assume them, that could potentially happen. But the Kirk Cousins thing, I'm not taking your trash. You paid him all the money. You keep him. 
84 million dollars every single cent guaranteed That's and then he signed a 66 million dollar deal with 61 million guaranteed added up 145 million dollars guaranteed in two deals for a guy that hasn't even taken you close to where you thought you would go your calls are next hang on the line everybody or add to it who gets traded next that's at the top of the hour